Live from my bedroom, ladies and gentlemen, it is Stay Busy with the boy, Armand Sadler. It is Stay Busy with the boy, Armand Sadler. I am still Armand Sadler, head honcho, host, vegan chorizo poppy, wine poppy. Wine <laughs> we sipping early. Wine, wine o'clock. o'clock poppy. We sipping early. Feeling good, though. It is a beautiful, beautiful day. Um, it's a special day for us, the busy boys. But before I get into that, y'all know I don't do this podcast alone. My boy is here, my co-host. How you doing? What's good, y'all? How you feeling? How you feeling? How you feeling? This is Nick Early, y'all. Executive producing, co-host, and stay busy with my guy here, Armand Sadler. I, I can't ex- describe how excited I am today. Yeah, man. How we, uh, we, today. we landed uh, a gold mine, I, I would want to say. And, you know, it's ironic because the conversation was inspired by this man. And his, and his record that he worked on, which we will talk about later, Going Gold. <laughs> so, you know, is he gold mine? <laughs> Before we get into our guests, we also got to shout out our boy who is hidden not on the screen, but handling all of the, the, the little bells and whistles and, you know, just everything we need. Kieran Hurley, shout out to our, our team member, Kieran Hurley, holding us down, doing everything. Natural so, so, Nick, you know, the thing I enjoy about being in the studio with you is, you know, you're work ethic but even in being such a hard worker you can't record make the beats and sing the vocals all by yourself there is a person who is in the room with you handling all the the, the boards and you know mm-hmm. pressing record and stopping you and telling you yo like all right let's let's run it back play run that back. <laughs> playback you know what i'm saying like you know so and I, I think it's really important that we get these people on platforms like these to talk about what they do Mm-hmm. So this man that we have here is extremely talented. If I were to read you his resume, you would probably be extremely overwhelmed. But, you know, I'm going to do it anyways. anyways. So this man is currently signed to Quincy Jones Management. Maybe you've heard of him. Might have, might have. I mean, he's, you know, he's he's just a guy who's done some things in music over the last... For the last 60 years. Yeah, you know. (laughs) He's worked with Bob Marley, Chica, Vince Staples, Roe James, Brandy, Masego, Brett Fias, McClenny, and Kyle Dion. Wow. Who we got with us today, Nick? We got the man himself. Jeff Jackson, y'all. Jeff. <laughs> you guys are too kind. Jeff Jackson in the mix. You thought we were just going to give you some basic intro? Be like, oh, yeah, guys, here, here's Jeff. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> How you feeling, man? I feel amazing. I feel amazing. Thank you all for having me on this show. 
Thank you for joining. We know it's we we know it's, it's early over there, but uh, you know, <laughs> we thank you for pulling up. You you engineers, you artists, y'all be working at all hours, so you know it's like I, I guess this isn't too crazy. Man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stay away from early morning sessions, though. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Word. Well, thank you for you know letting the busy boys be the exception. <laughs> oh that. yeah, this oh this isn't a session. This is a hangout. So. Beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> Well, we've got a lot from Jeff. Jeff is going to be joining us throughout our conversation. Yeah, yeah, y'all know how we do it. Um, and then we're going to give you guys some special, a special look into his career and his progression and how he's come up and his inspirations. But before that, we want to shout out all of our returning listeners and our new listeners, whether you like circles or Lord knows, biscuits or Hawaiian rolls, cheddar or Swiss, Sprite or Sierra Mist, Come on. Drake, Drake or Kendrick. Come on. Future or Hendrix. Come on. Black or Bryson. Uh. Ali or Tyson. <laughs> we could just drop the mic and just end the podcast there, to be honest. This boy like, is different. I mean, you know, I'm just trying, tapping into the tapping into the writer bag for me. Soon come. Soon that come. N- Nick on the production, Jeff Jackson on the mix. Armand Savage, lead artist. It's coming soon, baby. You know what it is. Nah, for real. Shout out to everyone, regardless of what platform you're listening, what time you're tuning in. We thank you all for riding with us. Episode three, we hear first guest. Uh, shout out to Zoom, our platform, allowing y'all to see our beautiful faces. Um, and of course, want to give love to Anchor, our distribution platform. If you do not know, Anchor will distribute your podcast for free to all of the platforms you would like to use. And you can get some sponsored ads, regardless of your listenership. Why have you not started your, your podcast yet? What? Why, well, why not? <laughs> why not? It's, it's free. <laughs> like, it started. It's free. It's free. That said, Nick, you ready? Uh, Nick and Jeff, you you got y'all ready to chat? Let's do it, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> it was a very very packed weekend. So rather than just running down a list, I want to ask you guys: What albums were you able to get to? And of those, what were your favorite albums and songs that that, that you listened to? Uh, okay so i was able to get to a few projects this past week Mm -hmm. um i of course had to run bryson um i was able to run giveon had to with those guys um and i also ran a few like uh more independent artists like a dude by the name of samote Mm. a few other artists but really dope stuff that i heard of course ran most of the singles but you know the way i like to listen back to episode four when we talk about album consumption i love to sit with albums and just listen to them in their entirety to kind of yeah. get that respect to the artist, of course, because just to kind of view it as its intent of how they mm-hmm. wanted to put it out. Um, so when I don't have the opportunity, I just like wait on it. Yeah. And then I approach it. So I often don't get to, you know, a bunch of albums at once, but mm-hmm. I'm going to get to all the ones that I, I need to get. Yeah. I don't, the, yeah. Jeff, uh, how about you? Oh, dude. I've been so caught up in deadlines. Yeah. I have not. <laughs> yeah, got you. No time. No, that's for real. I feel that. I feel that. That's real. But you guys go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure. Um, so, yeah, I was able to get to the Bryson project, of course. Giveon as well. 21 Savage. Um, I, I enjoyed them all. Um, mm-hmm. Bryson did an early stream for his for anniversary on Wednesday on Zoom. Yeah. Um, you know, he told us that it was songs from his Trap Soul. Um, it, it was songs he made when he made Trap Soul. Those songs just didn't make the album. And then he revisited them. He liked them. He started to like the ideas again. So we put it together. 
as, a, as an anniversary thing, which, which we talked about last week. It's crazy how he named his album Anniversary. We were talking about how, how it's a celebration of his anniversary. But um, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Of course, it was, it was cool to see Drake there. I'm really looking forward to hearing, like, completely new stuff and seeing exactly. what, what, what direction he goes. But, like, again, this, the, 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 this was a, a dope marketing plan in, in my mind, you know, for, for, from the Trap Soul Deluxe, Right My Wrongs video, and then putting out completely new songs. Because people are, are always, like, especially knowing that him and Drake had that relationship, I'm sure people were waiting for the Drake collab for so long. So to see it finally come to life was um, was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, me too. Go ahead. I liked it. Yeah, I just wanted to say, yeah, like, um, it was funny when there was someone on Twitter who was, you know, sort of, we're talking about people not being informed when they sort of critique artists. Someone who is, you know, Bryson was very clear in saying that these were songs that were supposed to be on Trap Soul that just didn't make the cut. Mm -hmm. And people was like, you know, yeah. here he is. He's just repeating. He's doing the same thing over. Like, he's not, guys, if y'all just listen, if you just <laughs> think for a second <laughs> and understand that he said what it was, he said what it was from the beginning, there's new stuff coming. So, yeah, I, like I said, like, I respect the project. I thought it could have been a little bit shorter, just given the few songs that they had on there. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that, yeah, I'm excited for to hear what he has coming up next because I think it's going to be Yeah. Good. Now, Giveon. Oh. Ten ten minute EP got me reflecting on the last ten years of my life. <laughs> yes. No, no, nobody steal that quote because I think I'm about to re review this project and and I'm, I'm using that in my review. So don't don't steal my line. But man, listen, when I heard the the single earlier this week stuck on you, I was like, oh, I like you know, you, and we all know Give Me On's EP was really good. The, the first one, like it was really really good. But stuck on you, it just to me, it felt like I right, like he he, he kind of showed us something, and now now he's really evolving into into that like villain. I'm, I'm, yeah, like <laughs> I'm about to talk my stuff, like talk that real stuff. Like don't don't tell my friends I'm here to visit. <laughs> but, mm. but, like you you know what's going on, but he's don't getting, don't make it hot. <laughs> he's getting in that villain bag. I think like we all we all have that villain bag, right? You do, you do. Like, and when we say villain, Jeff, we mean like, you know, doing stuff you're not supposed to be doing, being toxic, whatever it is. <laughs> doing stuff you know you should not be Been doing. there. <laughs> but, but doing it anyway. So, yeah. you know, I, it, it's interesting to see his, you know, I, I really enjoy his pen. And I mean, he yeah. has an unbelievable team, like, of guys behind him. You know, I think Jahan Sweet has been all over his work. A lot of people have been all over his work that is just crafting a beautiful sound for him. Um, yeah. And so... Uh, his pen is, you know, his pen is up there. And I think because he's our age, he's younger, it's still, re it's relatable stuff. So that's why, we, that's why we feel, I think that's why him and Brent are, you know, are felt so much by our, our age demographic is because what they say is we've experienced, you know what I'm saying? It's a very artistic and poetic way of, of analyzing and discussing what we experience on a, on a daily stuff we shouldn't yeah. be doing, but yeah. you know, we enjoy nah, it. But like what, what really messed me up about the project was like stuck on you is the last song. So like, yes. So you start it, you know, you, yeah. you you get the little conversation and then he goes into still your best, tell, telling a girl, what a downgrade. I'm still your best. And, and then you get into the Snow Allegra song, come over. I know you shouldn't. You know I shouldn't. But come over anyways. I felt it's, that. It, it's like, the, it's like. Relatable. The, Yes, exactly. Bro. It's the, I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself, you know. And you know the vibes. But I am I? But am I? I'm not. Wait, I you, need you. Tell you me. not find it better than me, but I still want you to. Man, crazy. Yeah. <sighs> um, 
21 Savage's album also. Um, I, I, I really, really enjoyed that. I've, I've enjoyed his progression as an artist over the years. You know, I think coming in 2016, uh, right when the trap music renaissance, I, I want to call it, was kind of happening. You know, Future went on his crazy run and all these other artists were rising up. And 21 and Metro linked up and Savage Mode 1 was, you know, the soundtrack to a lot of people's 2016. It was really good music. And then he came with Issa and he came with I Am Greater Than I Was. And mm-hmm. but, all right, bro, like he's, he's steadily getting better at rapping, getting better at song making. A lot of producers are, are gambling on him and like he is like they're they're reaping the benefits of 21 savage like really putting effort into this music stuff and then metro you think it's a gamble though well not like a gamble in that like he's not talented and like it's a risk like he'll like fail but but more so like i feel like maybe a lot of producers who wouldn't work with him previously are are looking at him now like okay like this is someone that that that, Mm -hmm. that we can go to and and we we can kind of expand his sound because he like he, he definitely has a rap style that is more similar to Atlanta artists, but like, right. just, but like, but like, twenty one would be, be barring up, like, like, like he 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 really like his his lyrics are very substantive. Um, he, he talks about more than just you know it, it's a knife and, and killing and women and all that. <laughs> like, like, like he's you know he's discussed financial literacy and like he's given very personal content and yeah, Savage Mode Two had me going crazy in the gym yesterday, so I'm <laughs> very very happy with it. Yeah, very very happy. I don't know, Jeff, if you had a chance to hear any of that at all. I'm gonna be bro. No, no. Jeff's been, I'm about, Jeff's no. been locked in, you know. <laughs> I, after hearing these reviews, I'm about to bump it on the way uh, back to the crib. But um, couple other releases, couple big releases. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion linked up with Young Thug for "Don't Stop." Yeah. Um, I, I I thought that was a cool record. Meg is definitely good at what she does. I'm interested to see her do some other things. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely want to see her evolve. But, you know, I think, again, we talked about it. She's been collecting the Infinity Stones and music. Cardi B, Nikki, Thug. Beyonce. Thug. Yeah. I'm putting Thug in, in, in the musical Infinity Stone conversation. Like that, <laughs> that, that, that man is incredible. So Especially shout out. Around. Yeah. So sh- shout out to Meg for that. Shout out to Thug for that look. Like that's just, it's, it's mutually beneficial for both of them. Um, Queen Nija dropped a single "Lie to Me" uh, featuring Lil Durk. Love Queen okay. Nija. Me and Nick saw her at a Roots picnic, June twenty nineteen. She she killed that. Um, yeah, so I, 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 I was excited to see some more new stuff from her. And you know, Lil Durk is Lil Durk. That's that's the man. Um, so yeah, that was that was a good track. I enjoyed that. And um, not another love song by the lovely by Ella. Ella May, she's back. It's, it's, it's been a while. Like we we, we heard we heard features from her, but you know this is her first single that she's put out since her album drop in 2018, um, produced by Boy Wanda, and uh, it, it was good. I I really enjoyed it. I, I think her and Boy Wanda should work together more. I think Mustard has a really good idea of her sound and like how to you know make her and put her out there. But you know I'm I'm always impressed and intrigued by artists who step out from that artist producer duo that's really like grounded them and seeing them work with other people and making dope stuff and the record sounded really good so i'm excited to see what uh what new stuff she comes with yeah i, I like that record I, I listened to it but you know like you said like i'm excited to hear everyone's evolution at this point because you know yeah. i think her run was you know, a run that we, you know we got very familiar with her sound very quickly 
Mm-hmm. So I think that I'm excited to hear how she's going to expand um, as she goes on. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Real quick, Jeff, since you didn't get, get to hear any new music, well, well, what are some of your favorite projects uh, that have come out this year? This year, man, uh, I got to look at my title. <laughs> <laughs> Shout bump, out to title. I bump a lot of old stuff, man. Uh, yeah, to well, be what are you listening to? Well, on the, man, on the way up to the studio, I was just listening to Nipsey. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's forever in rotation. Um, bumping the uh, Key Glock. Um, Dilla, Donuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Big Sean. I was I was rocking with the Big Sean record. Mm. Um, I'm I'm back and forth. I'm back and forth. Uh, yeah. On uh, on him sometimes, but you know. Uh, was bumping the DMX after watching uh, the BET special <laughs> that they ran on. When yeah. Yeah. Versus, yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm sort of I have an interesting relationship with like newer music coming out okay. um, because you still want to be mindful of the fact that you're a part of this um, the the team that creates this new thing. So you know, sometimes being removed from it is a good thing because you don't want to, you know, sound like this or, you know, this and that. You just kind of want to be in your own creative space. So, uh, yeah, I I have an interesting relationship with, you know, new music when they drop. I just, you know, because it's overwhelming sometimes. It is. Of course. It's overwhelming. And uh, just how we talked about just like the consumption rate and how, um, you know, we want to be able to just live with it and give mm-hmm. it the proper time and space. Exactly. Uh, so sometimes I may not listen to it right away, you know, so, you know, come to it when when I come to it. And the cool thing about music is always out is out yeah. forever. So once it's released. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, <laughs> yeah, speaking of some West Coast artists, I, I just wanted to, you know, mention my guy YG, you know, YG. Mm-hmm. My life, four hundred came out. You gotta gotta give love to YG. Um, I didn't get a chance to listen to the whole thing, but I heard the single out on bail. It's crazy. It, you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Yeah, we get it. I'm, I'm from I'm just I'm from California too, Steph. So uh, just for, just for context, I always I go hard for YG on this podcast. So facts, yeah. facts. Yeah. That's what's yeah. up? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Larry June too. He also dropped Larry June and Harry Fraud dropped. Uh, Keep going. Um, I'm gonna get into that one as well. Uh, a few other people, Westside Gun. Uh, dropped who made the shun- sunshine and then smoke this uh, dropped homegrown too so yeah that's some good, good releases that came out you know very overwhelming weekend i i usually don't don't like go to stuff immediately midnight but i actually listened through rice and savage mode and give you on all like thursday night after midnight it was it was wild i, I really don't be doing that anymore but, you know, <laughs> I, I have the time too so why not uh nick what you sipping on brother man i'm sipping on Essential. Okay. It's water today. It's water today, y'all. Hold on. Let me, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Kieran that little that little three second screenshot. <laughs> right. No, Essential, of course. The reason why I like Essential, so I'm gonna be honest. Essential ain't pay me to do this, but I want them to pay me to do this. So I gotta say this. Essential is the best water I've ever had. Like no dragon, no none of that. It's just, I don't know, something about this water just tastes different. And I was, like, drinking other water bottles just to, like, do a comparison. It's, I think it's this 9.5 pH, whatever, this ionized hydration, you know, the electrolytes for taste. I think it's all of those things in one. But um, when it comes to water, it's essential. 
<laughs> so anyways, y'all, but my half and half, my half and half, I know I'm crazy, corny, but anyways, I want my bag from Essentia. Essentia, run the bag. There you um, go. <laughs> so our half and half is coming from the hustle.co. It's kind of like a combination of a few articles because of this article citing another article, but this is like an interview citing an article, but we'll talk about that. Um, this is by uh, Trung Fan. This is uh, an interview with Dauda Leonard um, about uh, he's Create Safe's founder, and he tells us about how he's building a software, a tool to empower artists and bring transparency to the music industry. So this tool specifically here is very interesting. So it's the brainchild of Dauda and his tech firm, uh, Create Safe. So the app, what they do is basically it's a record deal simulator. So it has different types of record deals. Um, from, you know, distribution deals, net profit deals, you know, stuff like that. Um, very, I guess I would say like technical terms. And it gives you different breakdowns and how it's a tool for utilizing uh, for managers and artists specifically to utilize and understand what they would need to do in the, their record deals, given their type of deal to recoup and make their profits. So it shows the exact outline. I was able to mess with the the, uh, the, the simulator myself and kind of see what it does. And this is like, when they get it really together, this is going to be a very powerful tool for a lot of independent artists. They gave a lot of stats about that. So uh, this article cites, or this interview, they're talking with Dauda, um, the, the, the writer Trung, he goes on to talk about uh, this music journalist, her name is Cherie Hu. Um, so she plugged in the numbers for Kanye West, his sixth album deal with uh, UMG. And according to the simulator, he would have to deliver 3.2 billion streams based on the deal that he had to see before he sees single dollar, $1 in royalties. And so just to kind of just highlight for people to understand like where we are in the industry when it comes to deals. And I'm sure Jeff can speak about that just from conversations being in the studio, you've heard um, about deals and whatnot. It's really fascinating to see how like we, the, the ongoing conversation about ownership, you know, now everyone is wants to own things. Everyone wants to be a part of that. Kanye, of course, leading the way in his own way, uh, talking about, what's going on with deals and, and just wanting more transparency. And I think that this tool given to independent artists, given to even just, you know, small indie artists or people who have deals as well, just understanding what your worth is and knowing that you have a say in these sort of things. Um, the, the, the tool, uh, basically what it's, they want to go on and do is that, you know, Dawood was talking about, um, he wants to focus on, you know, metadata management. And he says, if you're managing the metadata of your intellectual property, you can value it. So if you if you properly value your IP, then you can have leverage when negotiating deals. And I think that's all the more important, you know, saying like some people are independent artists through and through. They want to drive their own ship. They want to do that. And some people are not. But I think you have to understand regardless that you are a business. If you're an artist or you're a manager or whatever, this is a business. And you need to understand that you're doing good business because these deals from the beginning of time recorders are inherently predatory. And I think that they're inherently designed to take advantage of people who don't understand the business to its highest level. And that's often a challenge, you know, because a lot of these things are saying, well, get a lawyer, well, get a man, get a business manager, get a thing is, you know, like who, not everyone has the resources for that one. And two, not everybody can find trustworthy people to do business for on their behalf. So this is a very powerful tool when it comes to understanding negotiating on your behalf. Um, so this, this platform is looking to build into uh, specific tools to build out, to learn how to book for you artists, to be able to book a studio, build your brand, pay out your collaborators, value your catalog, which is crazy, manage your contracts, your deals, create LLCs, create education modules for career management, upload your own mixes to Apple music and get paid. 
um, which is just crazy to me. Like this, all of this being centralized into one sort of uh, app is going to be monumental once they get it popping and it starts getting out there. So shout out to Dauda um, and Sharif, of course, for going on and 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 analyzing the 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 platform more in depth. So um, I don't know if you had a chance to check this out, Jeff. I would love to hear your thoughts about just kind of the ideas of ownership and transparency uh, in the in the in the industry. You know, being yourself at being in the industry at a high level, um, what from maybe what you heard from just interacting with artists and whatnot. What are your, so your thoughts on ownership and these sort of tools like this? Yeah, ownership super important. Um, I work with a lot of independent artists, and uh, just seeing just all the work that goes into, you know putting together a team from producers uh, to other writers uh, to maybe additional players who aren't uh, producers, but they'll play like a guitar lick or this and that on it and uh, making sure everyone gets paid out. Uh, So like from my experience, you know, it's so important to just understand just the overall just business of it because uh, a lot of things fall through the holes and cracks you know, when you hire other people, I always say, just have an understanding of what it is that they do. You know, don't, you know, you don't have to go in and, and, and learn everything, but it's, it's just right. good to know just overall, just so that you can speak in uh, each person's language, you know, and mm-hmm. understand what all is going on. Um, but yeah, partnership, partnership, yep. you know, yeah. if, if you're going to, uh, get with a label um i always say man hype your brand up before you you know sign so it's more of a partnership um you know and, and you know nipsey talks about it and yeah that's you know yeah so uh seeing companies uh such as like stem uh which helps uh art independent artists um you know pay out their contributors you know, that's another thing. It's like, you have to understand like the splits and what all that comes to when paying that out on a monthly basis. So no, I, I rock with the tool, man. It's so important. It's so important to have that type of uh, literacy, um, you know, in the music industry, because it's a lot of shady people, a lot yeah. of shady people. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So yeah, so I want to say thank you to, of course, Dauda for creating this platform. From he's a manager himself. He manages an artist, uh, Grimes and Blood Pops. So check those those artists out. So thank you to Sheree Hoos who went in depth deep dive into the simulators to give us this information, as well as Truncan for highlighting and interviewing Zelda. So thank you all for that. That was the half and half for this episode. Shout out to Essentia as well. <laughs> Notify. <laughs> Yo, you're getting care. You're getting care in content, bro. You about to get you about to get a scrolly on Instagram. <laughs> um. Our employee of the month is very special to Nick and I. I personally feel like I wouldn't do his explanation justice. So I want Nick to speak about this man. Yes. So our employee of the month is a gentleman that I've had the pleasure of knowing. This is my recording engineer. This is my mix engineer. I'm recording engineer when I'm not recording myself, but my mix engineer for sure. This is, we're going to shout out to Rocktimus Prime. Goes by Prime. Hey. Shout out to Prime. Prime is a, he's actually an OG in this, in this game. He's been around for a very long time in the New York scene, in the New York music scene. Uh, he's, I can't even begin to 
think about all the names he's worked with, just know most of the names that you know, the legends, he's been in the room, he's been in the studio, he's recorded their vocals, um, and he's, he's mixed on a lot of their tracks now. So he's, he's currently working on some stuff that I can't speak about, which is I wish I could speak about to, to, to publicize him, but I can't mm. speak on it specifically. But it's some big names that you know that he's mixing their stuff and yeah. working on it. Um, so I'm more than honored and, and I have the pleasure to be able to call him my, uh, my mix engineer and just to have learned from him. He's taught me so much about, you know, mixing, about recording my own myself. Um, he's, he's just, he's a dear friend of mine. So shout out yeah. to, to prime, you know? Yeah. Okay. Shout out to prime. And I, I think for, for me, like the thing with him is, you know, he's, he's been in the game so long. He's, he's worked with so many legends, but the story you told me about when he got that call that a certain record got cleared, and and he was in the room crying. It's like, yo, it doesn't matter how long you, you're, you're in this game, certain accomplishments still just feel so amazing when you're putting the work in and, and all yeah. that. So shout out, shout, shout out to Prime. Love him. Love Level Studios. Spent so much time there. This has got me wanting to rap myself. So. Yeah. <laughs> Prime, <laughs> hey, Prime, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I might call you, bro. Right. Now, if, you, if you're in New York and you're looking to get up and get your sound right, and you want you're looking for a studio to record out of whether all genres i mean the man mixes everything rock pop hip-hop trap all of it if you're looking to get right seriously new york artists hit us up and stay busy dm we'll connect you with prime we're gonna of course gonna put his at here his at will be right here here <laughs> his at will be right here <laughs> beautiful um, produce brother produce listen i be doing that um so yeah, shout out to Prime, Rockimus Prime, man. We're 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 very thankful for all that you do for us. So, sure. yes, employee. That said, that said, it is it is a lot of people's favorite time, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the slide deck. The best song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. We got three heaters coming for you. Our guest is here, so we want to give him. The opportunity to play his song first. So, Jeff, what song did you bring for us, brother? Yeah, I brought a uh, real James Touchy Philly today for you guys. Okay. Tell him who mixed it, Jeff. Tell him who mixed it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him who mixed it, Jeff. <laughs> so I mixed the record. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this uh, this was the uh, the first song we did together to sort of like give me the gig. So that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yep, and it was a dope song. To okay. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, so let's run it. Let's run it. I'm on run that joint. <laughs> Mixed by Jeff. Golden rappers, that's what you said. I got the blood for the morning after. That's what you said. 
that's what you said. No, we in your bed, smoking, passing, joking, laughing. You're up in my head, touching your leg. No, we all good. Touchy feeling. Hands on you, hands on me. I'm on you, she's on me. Yeah. You met her, then put me down for three. That's hard. Hey, yo, hey, yo. Little freaky oh. song. Okay, Jack. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously we got to know, like, you be that. a few questions. Yeah, like, that was the song that got you the gig. How did, how did Ro James find his way to Jeff Jackson mix? Like, come well, on. Man, like, in, in so many ways in this industry, it's just, like, network people you know so exactly um it was through my boy justin um who uh, manages him and uh, i've been in conversations with justin about working with a few of his artists that he managed and uh you know he hit me up uh i think we worked on this uh late last year so he hit me up like hey man i got uh, some songs with ro i want you to take a shout out uh, a shot at and uh you know let me know what you think so yeah, they sent Touchy Philly over, and, you know, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, yeah. You know, cause, <laughs> you know some songs uh, are well-produced and well-recorded, so it's like, it's not it's much easy. you have to do to yeah, it. Yeah, it's easy. You yeah. know, you just, you know, don't mess it up is probably the hardest yeah, exactly. part. <laughs> so, so you, enhancing you it. You sh- you sharing you sharing the vocal chain, Jeff? You sh- you sharing the vocal chain that you look? I mean, <laughs> I just get it. I just get it. I just get it. Uh-uh. Just get it. No, off top, I, look, I think I was using. Um, you know, of course, you uh, first plugin I use is uh, a, a filter uh, to filter out like the low information that we don't need. Uh, so I probably use a fat filter for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, filtered out maybe up to like a hundred hertz. So oh, like that's the yeah, you know, okay, low, you okay. know, and then, um, you know, after that, I'll put in uh, what's called the multiband compressor. Uh, so mm-hmm. it compresses certain frequencies when it become too much. So for me, it was uh, just uh, compressing just more of the low frequency, just a little, not too much, um, because you want to take out the stuff you don't like. So when you go into a compressor, which is uh, the next chain I use, you're not bringing up the frequencies you don't like and you don't want it to control how the compression works. So um, I used a, a UAD 1176, which is yeah. a classic, yeah. you know. Uh, which I find just has a, a cool sound to it. Just put the vocal like right in your face and like, you know, you can like, you know, hear all you the throat it. and yes. you feel it, <laughs> you know, so. And Ro uh, has a lot of that character in his vocal himself. Yeah. He has a lot of that character when he sings, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it, it brings it all out. So um, that's really my vocal chain, you know. So wow. again, it's, it's dependent on a really good vocal recording, you know. Mm. I find that other recordings, like I got to do a lot more work, you know? Mm. So uh, for that, you know, less was more with that. Yeah. Got you, got you. you know what Mikey used? I'm sorry. I'm geeking out. I got Jeff Jackson. No, 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 no. We need this. We, like we, we, we might have to put together a graphic with all these terms. These like, it's, it's about to be a nerdy pod, nerdy pod. Like. Nerdy pod. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know the Mikey used. Um, so, but I, 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 I've been having this idea, right? And I hope it's a safe place. Uh, this is very safe. Very I want safe. I want to put together like session notes, like for each song. So like 
songs that you guys love, you know, like if we can just get in contact with the engineer and get like the, the uh, equipment that they use. I love stuff exactly. like that. That's yeah. like the equivalent of reading like album credits, you of know, course. just like yeah. what, what Mike did he use? Just like that. Like, man, I wish it was a website we can go to and just like, yep, he used the Sony C800, but yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to see. I'll, I'll ask. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> no, we got Jeff Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Jackson. This is so crazy. So I'm gonna tell you a real quick story about that song before we uh -huh. start slide. I have been to, so I've been I've been a fan of Road James for a while. Like um it was crazy. I actually was I did a show in 2018 mm -hmm. and I get off stage and this dude comes up to me and he says, Yo, man, like that was a dope set. I enjoyed that whatever. I'm like, yo, I'm looking at him like I know this dude. I said, wait, what's your name? He said, Ro James. I said, Ro James? Yeah. <laughs> what's good, man? I was like, thank you, thank you. No, he was just super cool guy, just very earnest, very respectful. He's a humble mm -hmm. dude. Um, but I had been listening to this track. I'm like, who mixed this? Who mixed this? And I'm like, I found out, and I was like, oh, Jeff Jackson. Okay, who's that? Whatever. You know, like, I didn't even know. And I, that was it to me. I was like, okay, Jeff Jackson, I'll hear his name again. Here I am with Jeff Jackson. <laughs> song. I listened to that song going to the studio so many times just to get in that vibe. I'm like, oh, bro. my guitar sounding like that. I mean, it's my so vibe. Like that. I'm like, I'm like the, the girls in the background. I need my stuff sounding like that. So mm -hmm. listen, this is crazy. This that's why I'm so excited, Jeff. Like, this is great to be here to like appreciate the art and then be able to be speaking to the person who helped, you know, wrap it all together in that nice, in a nice fine bow so yeah of um, course yeah this is the honor man to be with you yeah so i guess i'll i'll go into my please, slide please, real quick yes. <laughs> this is a, a artist i came across um i don't know how i came across this artist i think i was just like looking for slides um and i came across this artist her name is natalie lauren this is something something by natalie lauren I try not to, man. I really try not to miss on the slides because I think it's a great opportunity for one, like us to showcase like what we're listening to. But I think that when you when you hear what other people listen to, I think you get a glimpse into who they are as a person. Yeah. Uh, so I typically always lean R&B. I always lean singer with my slides, um, unless it's just something that's really crazy and gutted. Like I play some John Doe slides before I play some other artists that I really love. But um, when I heard that song, immediately like i love i love live bass obviously but i love live bass when they when they make it chordal and like harmonics when they play chords and that immediately when i heard the doom, 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 
like that immediately gave me Thundercat, and I love Thundercat. Mm. Love Thundercat. And it gave, and the kind of the, the balance of it gave me like uh, them changes, a super fa- you know a, a famous song of, of his catalog. And so I was like, oh, this is dope. And then you know her vocals are so crispy. Um, yep, they, beautiful they, vocals. It just sounded beautiful. Her pen. I, I ran her whole project. The pen is top tier, very mm-hmm. top tier pen. Um, and she's written stuff for like Tori Kelly with uh, Lecrae. She's in kind of like the lean gospel, inspirational Christian lane. She kind of leans there, but also does mm-hmm. all kinds of other stuff. But she's super dope. Natalie Lauren, that was my first introduction to you. And I'm a fan. So mm-hmm. shout out to Natalie Lauren. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. <laughs> Last but certainly not least, uh, I'm going to play Heart Shaped Box by Amber Mark, produced Love by her. Amber Mark. Hey. Project recently, and she did um she did thong song. She like yes. did a remake of remake. thong song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, all right. But she's um, yeah. tough. I yeah. love this. It's another one of those records where you kind of get like lulled to sleep by a really beautiful voice, and not that like it's boring and I'm tired, but it's just like mm-hmm. you know you just kind of get caught in that trance, and she kicks mm-hmm. it up on you. It's like, oh, right, sure. it gets <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm always I'm synth bass over 808s. That's me personally. No, yeah, always, and that's yes. that's my West Coast leaning side, but especially that's... for for like R and B. I prefer synth over 808s. It just it just gives it a, a more like a live feel, you know. Even though yeah. it's still sort of it's in that synthy realm, but it, it feels live and it feels like someone's playing it with you. So I love mm-hmm. it. love it. I've, uh, I I think I heard that song, but I love Amber Mark. So yeah. Yeah. So as you all know, the Stay Busy Slide Deck playlist is available on all platforms. Hit the link tree in our IG bio or our Twitter bio. Artists, uh, once again, I'm saying it for the third time this season. Send us some slides. Your slides can make the podcast. We want to put people on to indie artists. We don't just yes. want to play. We don't want to talk about Drake and Cole and Kendrick and everybody all the time. We want to put people on to new stuff. We want to be put on to new stuff. 
Exactly. My ear, my, my, my ear got range. <laughs> Nick's ear got range. <laughs> Jeff be mixing. Jeff got to listen to everything <laughs> to know how to properly mix. Exactly. So if y'all want to help us do our jobs, if you want Nick to make the best he, he can make, if you want me to pod the way I could pod, if you want Jeff to evolve <laughs> as a mixing engineer, send us some, some, some slides. All right. I think I'm getting a little angry, but right. some slides. Don't you smiling? You can smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's, it's happy anger. Right. It's, it's purposeful anger. Exactly. We, we, we just want to bump heat. We just want to bump heat and we want our listeners hey. to bump heat. So send Thanks. us some slides. That said, as I said, we have a very, very special conversation coming with uh, our, our guest, Jeff Jackson. So, gentlemen, Nick and Jeff, are y'all ready for the board meeting? You know, I like Get meetings, it. especially when they're with the board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but we never bored in the board meeting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like we said before, uh, Jeff Jackson is assigned to Quincy Jones management. Um, he has worked with many artists that y'all love that you listen to daily who have put out projects this year that you love and you tweet about daily, but we want to give you guys a look at the life of, of an engineer, the inspirations and everything. So, I think the best place to start, man, is just, you know, tell us about your your background and how you first became introduced to music. Man, I uh, first got introduced to music when I was seven. <laughs> and I was recording, uh, re-recording over a Usher slow, uh, uh, nice and slow instrumental. <laughs> <laughs> Back when they had the, um, uh, the CDs, we had yeah. the main yeah. version, radio edit, Mm -hmm. instrumental Mm -hmm. so i uh put two radios together one playing the instrumental and one recording uh myself played the instrumental and just sang into uh the second uh radio and the vocals yeah no no (laughs) i was i was seven so uh you know i was probably so pitchy you know i wish i i wish i still had those recordings those tapes (laughs) Uh, yeah. But yeah, back when you like stuffed the tape, uh, uh, stuffed the uh, the tape with like, uh, you know, paper inside, like the little incision part where you can record over it, dub over it. Okay, so yeah. yeah, that's that's really how I first, you know, learned to record was to hack the system. Mm. So uh, that evolved into uh, digital recording on like Windows computers, 60 seconds, uh, uh, the 60 second recording app. And uh, that eventually led me to uh, my first DAW, uh, my uh, digital audio workstation, uh, record producer, which is like, you know, whatever. Wow. Windows. Oh, Windows. This is some Windows joint. Yeah, Windows. It was Windows. This is like 2006 at this point. Okay. Um, you know, uh, I was producing, uh, rapping, doing my own thing. Then, you know, it came time to go away to school. And so I took up engineering and, and studied that um, as my uh, major. And uh, where'd you go? I went to, uh, so I'm from uh, Chicago. And from I Chicago. went to, I yeah, say? yeah, from Chicago. I went to uh, Southern Illinois University in Carbondale. Gotcha. So, okay. uh, they had yes. That available. They had audio engineering available. It was, uh, it was sort of like a, uh, a sub category it was like you do uh radio television and you can get more specific in the audio recording uh section of it Mm -hmm. so uh 
it was like, hey, you know, went away to school. You know, I wanted to go away, you know, experience college and all of that. So I did that for two years and I went back to Chicago uh, for summer vacation. And uh, I started my first internship at a uh, studio, uh, Classic Studios. And man, over at Classic Studios, you know, you know, housing like the likes of like, you know, Smino, you know, Chance and Saba, just all the up and coming uh, Chicago artists at that time. So this is around like 2010, uh, 2011. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I transferred to another college, uh, Columbia College, Chicago. And I took up uh, recording there, did that for another year and a half, dropped out of school and uh, just did the engineering thing full time. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I was in Chicago up until 2013. Uh, and that's where I felt like I kind of reached my ceiling and wanted to yeah. continue to learn. Um, and then I went out to L.A. in 2013 to, uh, you know, learn some more. And got a job at uh, the studio called Larrabee, uh, which is a, a, a very famous uh, mixing uh, studio. And uh, I study under um, a uh, mixer by the name of Manny Mariquin. Did Maybe you've heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> he mixes everybody's stuff. For those everybody. who don't know, that's like there's some people who are going to listen to this episode and hear that name and be like, eyes bucked out of their head. Yeah. Manny Mariquin <laughs> is one of the top 10 of all time. Yeah. Man, amazing. He's a god, man. Uh, what was that like studying under him? Tell me a little bit more about that process, you know, like studying under and for those who don't understand like the process of engineers, of course, I understand, you know, most engineers like you're it's dope if you can become an assistant to a great mm -hmm. engineer and you kind of, mm -hmm. you know, build up your contacts, build up your and I'm sure they're just the people that's coming to Manny. It's just every name it's possible. Book. Everything so, possible. You, know, you clean man. it, cleaning up and setting up those sessions for him. Like, mm -hmm. tell <laughs> us a little bit about that while you were a kind of apprentice under Manny. Yeah, man, it was, it was, um, it was like you're in a hot seat every day. Yeah. So, you know, just his level of uh, clientele. One day you have, you know, Kanye. One day you have John Mayer. One day you have, um, I don't know, like a One Republic. It's Another different. day you have a, a Katy Perry. Uh, every name. It's every different. This dude, every so. Name. You know, and they're coming in like, okay, cool, next one. All right, that's done. All right, next one, next one, that's done. All right, cool, cool. So you got to keep up and, you know, troubleshoot whatever issues that, um, you know, uh, may have, uh, may come up and, uh, you know, interrupt his process, his creative flow. So my job as an assistant was to set up the sessions, make sure they're all good, lay it out on a big uh, SSL console you know, and uh, patch in the gear that he wants to use. So it's, it's a very technical job, a very technical job. And I did that for three years, six days out of the week, sometimes seven, especially like when you're working with Kanye, you know. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> so he works um, off energy. <laughs> man, Jesus, that life of Pablo, man. Remember when the, the first he leaked the first version? So while y'all were like listening to like the first version, we we're in the studio cleaning it up for the uh, the official release. My so it, yeah, he was going in re-recording things, you know. So it was it was a it was a great process, man. And you know, it was it was sort of like full circle, you know, because I yeah. got the chance to work on Usher Records. You know, the same yeah. guy that you know introduced me that's, to recording music. You know, so that that was cool. That was cool. 
Um, you know, but at the time, you know, as an engineer, you still got to do, you know, don't lose focus of, you of know, not. what you're, what you're doing. You know, I took that job to learn, to, uh, you know, take things and apply it to my own craft. So, you know, in the midst of doing a six, uh, six days, uh, work days, you know, I was still managing my own clients and that's around the time, you know, uh, me and Brent link, linked up and mm. you know start working with uh his stuff and the first stuff we did was uh the paradox uh am ep um so yeah it's it's a bunch of juggling it's a bunch of uh juggling you know mm-hmm. um but yeah i i did three years there and in 2017 i i left out and went freelance and uh, yeah, it's been been up ever since. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can say that again, right? So, uh, yeah, go ahead, uh, so go ahead. you you kind of um you mentioned you know like how when you were in school like the, the engineering thing was a, a subcategory. Mm-hmm. So for you, um, so for you like, what was the moment where you felt like I want to to be an engineer like? Did, like was was there is there like a specific moment that, that you remember where it's just like it clicked and you're like all right this is what I'm doing? Uh, I wouldn't say it was a specific moment. It was just like an easy transition because mm-hmm. I've I've always engineered. Looking back at it, like right. you know, as soon as I press record, I'm an engineer. You know, so yeah. uh, when I was seven, I I was engineering and mm-hmm. I've always had a fascination of uh, getting the highest sound quality. You know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i.e. the beginning of this podcast, like, man, I'm trying to figure out, got to figure it out, got <laughs> yeah. to troubleshoot it. Uh, but um, it was just an easy transition from just being an artist to like, I still want to be a part of the music making process. So uh, engineering just like, OK, cool. I'm going to just study that, learn uh, how to get the best uh, sound quality possible, uh, learn about all these microphones, all of these techniques uh, because that's so important, you know, we're archiving, you know, that that's yeah. essentially what we're doing. We're archiving wow. uh, a moment in time. Uh, just imagine if, you know, no one was around to record uh, Tupac and Biggie and all of them like to the highest quality, you know, mm-hmm. like, of course, we appreciate lo-fi, but it's, it's just something to just feel like you're a part of that experience. And that comes with like a great recording. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're archiving history, you know, and, uh, you'll never get that moment back again, no matter how many times you re-record that verse is never going to sound the same to how you remember uh, hearing it for the first time. Uh, so yeah, it was just the easy transition for me. I didn't think too much about it. Gotcha. Love that. Uh, So can you tell us a little bit about how the link up with Quincy happened? How did that happen? Finish that timeline. Bring us up to present day with that timeline after 2017 freelance. And how did you get linked in with Quincy? Man, just how I say, like, it's just a bunch of like, just interactions, man. So uh, how I got linked up with Quincy was through uh, my friend and uh, a client of mine, uh, Chris McClinney. Uh, who goes by McClenny now. Uh, so he um, was in the process of talking with the, the team, uh, finding management. And he was like, yo, check out my boy, Jeff, you know, he's cold, you know? So, you know, he made an introduction and, you know, the rest was history. So I got uh, wow. hooked up through Quincy <laughs> uh, through McClenny and I met McClenny uh, from a session uh, with a writer 
and he just happened to be in a room and he was like, yo, you're Jeff. Like, oh yeah, you know, so that's how that relationship happened. Wow. So it's just, it's just, you know, encounterments, you know, so. Wow. So a question like, so when you're working as an engineer now, I mean, obviously you've sort of established your name. People know Jeff Jackson, people know what you, what you can do. When you're approached for work, and I think a lot of people maybe don't understand this too, because some of our listeners maybe not understand like the inner workings of how engineers kind of execute their craft. Mm-hmm. How do you balance, you know, the vision of trying not to mess up the record, but also there's a reason you came to Jeff Jackson. So I got mm-hmm. to put Jeff Jackson on this record too. Mm-hmm. How do you balance that personally? Well, I find it starts with a conversation. Like mm-hmm. let's hop okay. on the phone and, you know, you tell me, what you're looking uh, out of this, you know, what are you looking for out of this experience? And, you know, it's a, I call it a creative conversation uh, and, you know, hop on the phone and just like, Hey, what's up? You know, this is the vision I have. And like, we just go back and forth and like, we agree, but, you know, usually it's, it's never uh, straying too far from what was already done right. because, you know, you understand that uh, the song has made it this far, uh, so it's something that they like about it for a reason, right? Yeah. yeah and a lot of this philosophy, uh, comes from, uh, Manny, you know, I, 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 you know, understand, you know, to work on this volume of work consistently. And at this pace, it's like, you know, you don't recreate the wheel. So it's like, you like how things sound, you know, you come to me just uh, uh, spicing things up, make it clean, this and that. You may want additional things. And that's where you have the opportunity to tell me what you're looking for. So it all starts with a conversation. Got you. Got you. So um, this might be like a deep psychological philosophical question. I don't know, whatever, but I'm just going to just go for it. Um, you know, you, you are a mix engineer and there's a difference between mix engineers and recording engineers. So it's kind of like a two-part question. Is there a particular reason, like, you, you really just stick to the mixing? And then do you think being a mix engineer as opposed to a recording engineer says anything about you as like a person and like your, your characteristics or anything, you know? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so the difference between mixing and recording is, um, you know, you're with the artists and, you know, sometimes you're around the clock, sometimes, you know, you're on call. Uh, so it's, it's a certain, you know, just attitude you got to have you have to be selfless you know so to be like a great recording engineer um you know you have to just be so dedicated to it you know because you may get calls six o'clock at night midnight yo pull up you know i got this idea i want to lay down you know you'll travel with the artist so it's it's really a full-time job Mm. um and you know which is great and i've done that for you know I don't forget how many years uh, I, f- I feel like I've been engineering for about 10 years now and mm-hmm. I'm now able to say like, okay, no, I'm, I'm only re- uh, mixing records now within like the last four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just a different lifestyle, you know? Right. So I find that it's, it's, it's especially uh, suitable for like younger, hungry, you know, just like, yo, I'm trying to get at it. Don't matter. Don't matter you know, uh, which is, you know, how I started off. Um, but I sort of took a, a step back from it because, you know, you just encounter so many different personalities and, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's great personalities warming. And sometimes it's just like, man, we don't click, 
you know, and yeah. no offense to, you know, you or myself, but it's just, it's just not a fit. So, you know, I've, I've been in sessions where, you know, there are bad sessions where it's just like, you know, I, I don't want to feel like this again, just how sometimes artists just talks down to the yeah, engineer. That's real. Can you go on a little bit about that? I think you're kind of leaning perfect segue into that. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit more about it. Like, obviously, as an artist, I understand that. And some people may understand, like, how important the relationship is between an artist and engineer so far as synergy and getting yeah. these ideas done. Because you don't understand, yes, the engineer's role is technical, but it's mm-hmm. just as creative to me so mm-hmm. far as being able to understand the flow and the energy of the room. And the artist is quick. Or if an artist, mm-hmm. you know, takes their time knowing, like, hey, I laid a take. Do I just want to re- record or do I want to play mm-hmm. back? Like mm-hmm. that's that, that comes with knowing the artist. So can you, can you speak towards some of the relationships you have uh, with, and of course that changes from client to client. Yeah. Can you speak with how, you know, you know, engineers are the chameleons in the room. They're the ones mm-hmm. adapting to what's going on. Yep. But can you speak to a little bit more about like your different clients and how you work with them? Of course you can speak to some specific examples of how people maybe would like to record in styles or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just how you mentioned we're chameleons. So that's perfect example. It's like, you know, you're doing your job well when you just blend in, right. You don't yeah. want to stand out, you know, because something technical has happened. You don't want to stand out by not being too fast with pro tools. Um, and that, that also comes uh, with just understanding the, the different language that each artist may have. So like for them, you know, um, I know back in Chicago, it was like, yo, let me, let me, uh, let me do my doubles or let me do my, my, I forget what it was, but it's just certain language. The terms. Yeah. The, the terms. terms. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, you just understand like, okay. Okay. When he says that here, uh, or she says new that track, blah, blah, blah. new yeah. track, okay cool less because like less communication is more it's like you don't want to get in their way of blocking their uh their creative flow you know so you know the best you can do that is like that's money so um yeah uh uh, a different experience that i've uh, had with like just different artists there you know sometimes you'll record a, a, a vocalist and you know, you just play it back. You don't have to wait for them to say, oh, run it back, run it back, this and that. You know, sometimes it's like you'll play it and you hear that uh, maybe they don't sound too confident, this and that. So you just say, all right, I'm going to run it back for you. You know, you can do it better this time, this and that. So it's, it's a bit of coaching, uh, a bit of uh, producing. Um, but it's also like how you mentioned, got to know the room. You know, you don't want to overstep anyone if there is a producer in the room. So sometimes, you know, in that case, your direction, uh, you may be taking direction from the producer and not necessarily the artist. But if it's you and the artist in the room, you know, it's 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 really like a, a energy. I wish I can, uh, uh, you know, describe it as well. But yeah, it's, no, I get it. It's, yeah. it's kind of unsaid. It's, it's felt. felt. You know, it's felt. Exactly. You know, you got to you got to have a positive attitude. Anytime you come in the room, you got to be, you know, remove the ego you know, remove any source of ego, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So um, that makes for like a, like a, a, a great recording engineer, remove the ego and just, you know, understand what to do and less words. You know? Yeah. We were talking last week about collaboration um, and Nick uh, made this quote that said, you know, the biggest ego in the room should be the song. 
And yeah. that, that was a bar like that. Like I'm, I'm still thinking about that to this day with like my work as, you know, as a writer and stuff, like, mm-hmm. the biggest ego in the room should be the song. Exactly. I, I, someone should put that on, on a billboard. I, I remember who, who, who said that quote to you, Nick. So, but. so it, it wasn't someone who said to me, it was actually Terrace Martin. Terrace Martin. Um, yes. Terrace Martin has said this um, in just like in a group. Uh, I forget it was on a panel. I, I just heard him say it a few times before. Like I've seen him at NAMM and whatnot. Um, and he just, he says that consistently is that when you're in the room, the biggest ego in the room is the song. Mm-hmm. Everyone should sign it. Okay. What is the song telling us to do? Like that's where we need to be. And that's who reigns supreme. Yeah. And he said, that's how he approaches his sessions and whatnot. And it, it's worked out for him really well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. So that's dope. I, 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 go ahead. Just to add to that, but yeah, I've, I've been in uh, writing sessions where, you know, like an artist is like, you know him and the producer is just like locked in like okay cool yeah this is the song this is the song all right feeling good then you know all of a sudden babyface walks in right and then play it for it he's like hmm you know and then just starts know. you know well in a good way <laughs> you know because it's like it's yeah. the song right so yeah. it's like huh I, I feel like we can best you know get across this message by by this this and that so it's like the the song came out completely different and then it's like no egos it's just like yes like that's what it was so a great example is that you know it's like you know anyone can contribute you know the engineer can contribute you know but it's all based on a good relationship and understanding going into the session you know so so I, I'm curious, you know, we, t- we talked earlier about a record you worked on, Just Went Gold, uh, Trust by Brent Fias. Yeah, 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 I might have heard that. Um, <laughs> but the, the thing that I think a lot of people don't think about is when a record goes gold or platinum, it's not just the artist. It's the producer. It's the engineers. It's the person who made the cover art. It's everybody. So for you as a mixing engineer, like, Again, kind of another two-part question. What does it feel like to say you're part of a gold record? And then, like, is there a special story behind the making of that? Like, did did y'all know in the studio that you were making something that was was about to be, you know, crazy? Yeah. Were you there for the sessions? Uh, So I popped in just to hear uh, the EP once it was done. Uh, Okay. So I recorded the previous... album the uh, Sanderson album mm-hmm. after that one um you know I focused more on the mixing side of things um but you know in these situations you don't know you don't go in with a with a plan as like okay this is the one this is gonna go go exactly yeah. so when it happens you know it feels so much special you know mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I yeah everyone's a part of that record is is you know <laughs> not just an artist is not just the producer and the artist you know it's all is the team it's management it's the engineers the guy who did the artwork mm-hmm. it's the people who you know pushed it marketing you know so it it, it takes a team uh for which sure. is why i'm so like I, I advocate so much for like just album credits just like that's so important to have you know you list everyone to lawyers a part a part of this this <laughs> right. thing you know <laughs> because it's, it's it's not it's not possible without everyone included um but yeah, those type of things you don't go in knowing that you know this is gonna be the one that that goes gold. Right, right. Something I'm curious about. Um, what do you feel is the thing you can most improve on in your work as an engineer? If if you if you feel you have any weaknesses right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I always just want to improve on efficiency. 
Uh, I always want to improve on uh, the amount of revisions that, that it takes to get the song approved. So uh, I find that a lot of it is just starting with a conversation um, where it's like, what's the expectation here? You know, just managing expectations. Um, what else would I like to improve on? You know, I, man, I, I want to be the low end guy, bro. Like I always want to improve on, you know, my low end, how much I can fit in it without it being too much. Um, and just like vocal clarity, uh, my vocal mixing, you know, uh, but I, I get a lot of compliments on just like my vocal mixing, which, which is great, you know, so, Don't you know, you like? right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, but yeah, I, I don't I don't feel like I'm I'm there. You know, there's still times, you know, you have that that doubt. You know, there's still times that, um, you know, you question your ability. You know, am I making this song better? You know, like uh, but that's that's natural because we're artists as well. So, you know, I, I, I definitely want to be direct with that is is never a time where it's like okay i'm feeling myself i can't be told you know this and that right, right. because like you know you'll do a mix you love it and you'll you'll get notes back that's just like like damn like damn they hate it <laughs> right you know which they don't but it's just like right. you know i never want to be told like oh this is great this is great this is that, that. like no tell me what you don't like so i can make it better but i exactly. also understand it's not my song is not my song. So, you know, it's always an artist song and a, a producer or whoever collaborated. So you always got to remove yourself from that. As soon as that mix one go out, you know, you got to remove yourself from it and be open to, uh, you know, uh, critiques because it's yeah. not my song. So. Wow. Wow. Yes. So, I mean, it's just so interesting to hear you say that because I feel like just from this conversation we had, you know, before we started recording and now just kind of the interview, you're the perfect person seeming like to be an engineer because you have to, you have to take yourself out of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But provide what you know, the value that you bring to the record, you got to bring that value, but you know, it's not about you. That's so about it, me. like you said, we said earlier, it, it takes that type of person. That's not about you. Um, I kind of want to, you know, wrapping up the interview part before we go into the game real quick. I wanted to ask you, what is the best advice you received and what's some of the best advice you have for engineers and people coming into the business? Yeah. Uh, again, the, the advice I just said right now is just like understanding the record is not about you and it's whoever is on, you know, the cover art, you know, so uh, that's one great advice that I received. Um, and, you know, another thing I'll, I'll pass along to engineers is, um, man, know, know your worth, know your value, you know, uh, know when to, you know, fight on something, know when to fall back on something, but, you know, definitely uh, fight for your right to be credited, you know, because that's how you continue to work. That's how, you know, you do these interviews. That's how uh, you, um, you know, you feed your family. That's how you feed yourself. I don't think a lot of people realize that uh, just, by not crediting someone, you're just like, you know, stopping uh, uh, work from coming in, uh, to put it like that. I don't want to make it seem as bad, but... No, it's true, though. It's you true, know, though. that's that's how we eat. That's how we're able to survive. That's how we're able to, you know, work with an independent artist who may not have the budget uh, to pay you. So it's like, all right, cool. But, man, I love the work so much. Man, I'm down to do it for whatever budget you have, you know, so... 
but you credit me it's a dope project i'm gonna get so much more work from that it's just like People, it's, in, everyone it's word eats. of mouth too for engineers it's word a, lot, of mouth. a lot of it is oh who mixed that oh, oh yep. my boy jeff did that oh yep. he also makes x y and z i love those yep. records it's like your references yep. you know what i'm saying they're references exactly it's your, it's your resume yeah it's my resume yes yes yeah awesome okay well we're gonna get into our new segment this is called auto reply you know when you out of out of office <laughs> on vacation and you know them people are gonna be sending you emails to do some work you hit them with the auto reply like yo i'm not here for the next week i'll get back to you when i can in stay busy setting uh with our with our guy here we're gonna say some words and he's gonna say the very first word that comes to mind nick and i can actually trade off um each each one um, just to give y'all some variation in sound, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you ready, Jeff? I'm as ready as I'm going to be. <laughs> All right. The first word, song. Uh, uh, songwriter. I, I, I live for yeah. just, like, the the words, you know. I, first thing I listen for is the pen. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Studio. Uh, clean. <laughs> clean okay. uh functional too <laughs> like okay <laughs> you gotta work <laughs> next word is ssl oh warmth got it <laughs> vocals honest true okay let's go quincy <laughs> uh legend <laughs> <laughs> goes without saying grateful Key- <laughs> keyboard Synth. Okay. Mixing. Oh, <laughs> I suck it off the top. Uh, <laughs> clean. Clean. Microphone. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, let's go. Jeff Jackson. Uh, humble. Humble. Nice. All nice. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the man got a gold record. The man is the sole signee to Quincy Jones, but he describes himself as humble still. That's that's what we <laughs> that's what we that's aspire what for. Yeah. Yo, man, uh, we, we really can't thank you enough for pulling up on on the podcast. Thank you for answering my my DM. Um, <laughs> like it, it like this is really how the industry moves and like mm-hmm. collaborations happen. Like, like I literally just saw that you had, had that accomplishment. Yeah. And I was like, yo, let, 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 let me hit Jeff. Let, let me see if this engineer wants to talk because we don't hear yeah. from enough engineers. Yeah. We, don't. We, yeah. we really, really don't. And I, I think of y'all as the linemen in football. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't have a good quarterback if he's not protected. If, if, <laughs> if, if, if Patrick Mahomes doesn't have time to sit in, in the pocket mm. and look and see the progressions and throw, yeah. he's yeah. done. So the, the like engineers, that. whether you're a recording engineer or a mixing engineer, you help the, the artist who is the, the quarterback yeah. for, for kind of sort. And we can get into that psychology. No, that that, that might be a whole other conversation. I love that. I love that. Like you help the quarterback look good. So shout out to you for being so transparent. Thank mm. you for offering your time. It is 8 a.m. It was 8 a.m. over in L.A. <laughs> when, when we got started. But, um, man, we really, really can't thank you enough for, uh, for everything you offer. No, I thank you all for appreciating uh, what it is that myself and countless other people do. Uh, 
you know, I, I just love advocating for engineers and, yeah. and our rights to be credited and understand what it is that we do. Cause I, I just don't think people understand what we do. If they understood what all we do is just like, Oh no. Yeah. No. The yeah. Engineers <laughs> are so important. Like, I think it's so funny. Armand says the quarterback. Yes. Like the quarterback is doing so much at once play mm-hmm. calling has to remember the plays yep. has to get the ball to the receiver has to do so yep. much sports analogies and music always go airtight. So yep. always airtight. Always. airtight. Um, we want to take this chance for when we move into the bulletin board. Uh, typically this is where a segment where we, you know, say any local events that are going on or anything, but I want to give this opportunity for you, Jeff, if you have anything that you want to plug, anything that you want to shout out, I'll give you this opportunity to do this in the bulletin board now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, uh, I want to shout out my day ones, like people who have always been there to support me. Uh, and that'll definitely be, uh, my friend, um, my, uh, my fellow collaborator, uh, Suleiman Stokes, uh, who's also a really dope artist. Uh, we're working on his project. Uh, you guys will love it. Uh, but, uh, Suleiman Stokes, uh, I forget his uh, website and all of that. We'll get that. Uh, Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, just a, a friend who has been there just to to hold me up, just like where times are just like, you know, you just feel like, man, no one's understanding the the stuff that we go through as engineers. Uh, yeah. So I, I appreciate him for that. Um, and also uh, this uh, Bob Marley song that's going to be, uh, released officially mm. um yeah wow. right now it's in the uh, netflix uh, show about the chicago seven uh which is coming out uh, pretty soon but uh it's gonna drop the actual song is gonna drop uh in the next few uh weeks so uh very excited about that man legendary Amazing. legendary wow, dude. yeah wow. <laughs> shout out to you man shout out to you as as y'all know even if there is nothing happening whether you're inside or outside wash your hands sanitize moisturize once again this is the busy boys i'm armand sadler that's my co-host executive producer nick early one more time in case it isn't obvious we had a very very special guest jeff jackson Nick's. thank you all thank you at your claps, natural claps. <laughs> amazing amazing conversation look look if, if you're looking to get into a career in music and you can't sing or rap or make beats there's still something that you can do and it is never too late to start engineering, yep. whether on the recording side or the mixing side. Jeff, again, man, thank you so much for your time, bro. Thank you. Thank really you. Really appreciate well. y'all. So everybody, stay safe, stay humble, stay busy, and enjoy the outro. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy. Taking time, getting right if you miss me. Me. I've been out in the world staying busy